Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. If you've been watching the Australian Open, you'll start to see a few more fans in the stands as the event will lift fan capacity to 65% for the rest of the week, up from 50% at the start of the event. Also, fans attending the Super Bowl in Los Angeles will be given a K995 face mask to ensure COVID protocols are met at the Super Bowl. So if you're going to be on the ground in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl, let me know. I'd love to say hi. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Wednesday, January 26th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope you're all doing well. Let's stay with the NFL because the NFL's impressive media run continues. Now, we said how viewership was up 24% over the previous year for the Wild Card weekend. Well, now the divisional playoff round was up 21% from last year's. So impressive gains back-to-back continue around the league's viewership. The four divisional games over the weekend averaged a stellar 37 million viewers that was fueled by the best divisional game in five years. That's according to our ratings cruncher, Austin Karp. Overall, it marks the best divisional round since 2015. You just don't see these type of increases in the media world today. And the NFL defies all other programming. It's just amazing. Of course, leading the way was that Chiefs-Bills thriller, Late Window Sunday Night, that averaged 42 million viewers. That is the best for any NFL divisional round game since Fox had 48 million viewers for a, understandably, Packers-Cowboys game in 2017. So it would seem these strong numbers will bode well for the championship weekend. But regardless, the NFL continues to be by far the most powerful programming force in America today. And with that, it just strengthens the league's hand and makes the league much more valuable to entertainment companies. Again, it's just amazing. Yesterday on the Buzzcast, we talked about how the Rams intended to make SoFi Stadium a 49ers fan-free zone on Sunday for the NFC Championship. And tickets are sold out, so it's unclear how the fan split will be in the stadium. All available seats on any ticketing website, including Ticketmaster, are right now considered secondary ticketing, and there have never been any restrictions on who can purchase the secondary market seats. So there has been a big push by the Rams organization asking its fans not to sell any tickets, available or not, to 49er fans. And most believe that any type of attempt to restrict fans in the venue is difficult to implement, difficult to succeed. The LA Times cited one secondary ticket supplier, Vivid Seats, estimate that there will be more 49er fans at SoFi Stadium on Sunday 
than there were in week 18 when 49er fans clearly outnumbered Rams fans. So this is an interesting and kind of fun story to watch before the NFC Championship. Speaking of football, there have been quite a few questions that sources have asked me about the upcoming USFL and what are the chances for that league to succeed. Well, media partners are getting behind and supporting that league pretty clearly. Now, Fox and NBC announced yesterday they will simulcast the USFL's first game on April 16th. It's very rare for a simulcast of a sports game. The last time I recall was in late 2007. CBS, NBC, and the NFL Network all carried a season-ending Patriots-Giants game, but that was because the Patriots are going for an undefeated season. Now, the USFL opener will be a Saturday night primetime game between the New Jersey Generals and the Birmingham Stallions. You remember those brands. It'll be played in Birmingham at 7.30. NBC Sports will produce pregame, halftime, and postgame. Fox Sports will handle the game coverage. The same commercials will run across both networks. So, Fox and NBC each have multi-year deals with the USFL. They said they chose to simulcast the game because remember Saturday nights on broadcast television are generally the lowest rated night of the week and this was a way to jumpstart interest around a new league in which both networks are invested in. Fox Sports actually owns and operates the league which will have eight teams and start in April. Let's stay with media deals and perhaps in another show of strength in the MMA category the Professional Fighters League will remain on ESPN. The MMA circuit has extended its deal with ESPN, starting with the 22 kickoff event in April. So more events will be on ESPN and simulcast on ESPN+. Plus. There'll be event broadcasts also on ESPN2. Now this agreement runs through 23 with an option. So this is a nice shot in the arm for the Professional Fighters League. Meanwhile, on the sponsorship front, interesting news as well, Anheuser-Busch, which is an official league partner, of the PFL is shifting its resources, putting its emphasis behind its Bud Light brand, which will be the official beer of the PFL. AB had pushed its Presidente brand with the PFL before, but now that it's shifting to its flagship Bud Light brand, that really indicates that it's a believer and that it's bullish about the PFL. PFL CEO Peter Murray said that interest in the league continues to grow and he anticipates revenue quadrupling in 2022 from 2021. So again, we are seeing some real energy and traction around the mixed martial arts space. And that's indicative in the news yesterday around the Professional Fighters League. You know, there was some significant news coming out of the college name, image, and likeness space yesterday as a major school decided to step in and handle deals for their athletes themselves, marking a major shift in operations and philosophy. Ohio State Athletics has set up an internal advisory group aimed at assisting their athletes in pursuing name, image, and likeness deals. I can't think of another athletic department that has been facilitating NIL deals for athletes. Now, Ohio State will work with them on setting up the deal. On the education around the deal, Ohio State's athletic department will handle compliance. These are all new elements for an athletic department. Each of Ohio State's 36 sports teams will have an official name, image, and likeness coordinator attached to it. With this move, 
our Michael Smith reported last night that Ohio State crossed one of the final remaining thresholds on the way to pay for play by saying that it will connect and coordinate these deals for its athletes. Now remember, while other schools have been working with third parties to create donor-led collectives to do these deals, those collectives operate with no school affiliation. But Ohio State was concerned about the emergence of these donor-led collectives and they felt they were losing ground to their competitors, meaning that other schools could offer better deals to athletes and lure them or recruit them to their institution. While Ohio State clearly pushing back on that, they have set up a model to take this into their own hands by establishing an in-house team. And this is important and this is significant. So we'll see if other schools follow this model. And we will end around people. A good story at DraftKings. Stephanie Sherman was hired at DraftKings in 2013 as one of the company's first 15 employees. She is currently Senior Vice President of Marketing, while Stephanie Sherman has now been promoted to CMO to lead all brand marketing. So a great journey for her at DraftKings. She will report to DraftKings President Matt Kalish. Also, more success for a recent SBJ 40 Under 40 honoree as the Cleveland Cavaliers have promoted Shelly Kayette to be Executive Vice President and Chief Commercial Officer, making her the first black woman to hold that role with an NBA team. Now, Shelly Kayette has a big big job. She joined the Cavaliers in 2012, and now she will lead commercial efforts for all of Dan Gilbert's Rock Entertainment Sports Group. That includes the Cavs, that includes an NBA G League team, an NBA 2K team, and an AHL Cleveland Monsters organization. So there are a lot of sports assets under Dan Gilbert's Rock Entertainment Group. So a big job for Shelly Kayette. Congratulations to her becoming Chief Commercial Officer. So that is your Morning Buzzcast for Wednesday, January 26th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope you have a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.